This is Hannah. This is Rachel. And this is What I Like to Tell People. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Rachel. How was your week? It was good. It was fast. I I have been extremely busy, and uh, yeah, I really – what happened this week? I feel like every week since March, it's been like so much happens and so little happens, and then I just don't know where the time has gone. Um, we're recording this on Monday, and so today is Mar Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so I am off today, so that's kind of cool, and we're able to record at 11 in the morning versus – 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> We're actually more awake, right? <laughs> I guess. I, I think I have more energy at night. I'm currently yeah. drinking some tea. But um, I'm, a night, I'm a night owl more, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I get like a second wind like at 10 o'clock, which is really bad growing up because my dad goes to bed at 10 o'clock. And that's when I want to like clean and run the vacuum and bake. Well, and that it didn't work out. So I feel like I never got anything done, which he would complain about. But the hours that I wanted to do it, he wouldn't let me. See, so. you had it. You were going to do it, but you see, you you had to go to bed at 10, Dad. Come on. Like. Right, right. And what's really funny is in the summers, sometimes I would stay up until like 4 a.m. playing like Sims and stuff, yeah. not like not being a normal kid and like out with friends, but like playing video well, games. That's what I did too. So. And, yeah. And so I, I remember if I was like, sometimes I would be up and he would be waking up at 4am. And so I like hurry up and just like turn off my light and stuff. So he wouldn't know he knew that I, I was still awake when he was getting up for the day. Did he know? So we, did he know? Probably. I, I don't I mean, know. Her I mean, parents, I'm assuming so. I, I mean, I know my mom knew. I Because then I would like, you know, sleep until like 12 or later. I would try to sleep later, but I don't know. But anyway, going off a tangent. So how how is how is your week? <laughs> it was fine. Mine's a blur too. I don't even remember what's happened, to be honest. Did you play Sims? <laughs> I actually did. For, um, for um, I had to quit cold turkey. I can't play anymore I, I, because uh, I would play too much. I got my sim. Uh, she's a. Uh, I think she has problems, but it's cool. She's fine. She's fine. We um. I played sim. She's a snowboarder right now, and we're going hiking. And I played Minecraft on Sunday because um, this uh. My one old student actually is going to start her own Twitch channel, so she yeah. got to record it, and um, I didn't cuss, so that was good. I mean, maybe once, but it's okay. We cut it out because YouTube does not like that, and so uh, we got to do that, and she got, uh, has her own new um, realm on there, so she's getting to show little other little kids um how to build and do things so it's actually cute so we went on there with her to um help build her new world for her little friends i guess oh that's really cool yeah that's cool. so that's my life <laughs> yeah so this episode is with your father's cousin's wife is did i get it correct jody yes it's um 
Yes, 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 it is. So this episode is about B-Tone Fitness, which Jody founded and has franchised. So we kind of talk about how you franchise a business and how she kind of got started and how she was a couch potato and now she owns 10 gyms, which is really crazy. Exactly. And it also was awesome to um, hear her being like, you know, just get up your off your butt and, you know, try it. And and there you have it. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. We are here with my family member, actually, uh, Jody Merrill, who is my cousin's wife. Hi, Jody. Hi, girls. Hello. Nice to meet Hi, you. Anna. You too. Uh, and did you want to talk about B-Town Fitness today, or what are you in the mood to talk about? I mean, it's such a strange time in general. That is like really what I've been talking about for so many years. Um, we're in the thick of it now during the pandemic. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can kind of take it wherever, wherever you ladies want, whatever you think so your listeners you, might be interested in. Do you want to give a background? I'm not really familiar. I just kind of looked on your website a little bit about sure. like B-Tone. It's, you've had it for 10 years and you have multiple locations is that drag throughout the Yeah. Boston so area? we're a boutique fitness studio. We started 10, we just had our 10 year anniversary, um, December 11th, which was super exciting. Congrats. Thank you. I know it was such a strange, I'm like, gosh, you know, you want to be like having this big party and celebrating and, you know, not only with like the clients, but like we've had a lot of the same staff for so long. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to let it kind of take my joy away. We still kind of did our thing with it and had like a special and all that. Um, but yeah, we started outside the Boston area 10 years ago. Um, I had zero business background, really. I was a speech therapist. Um, I guess I still am in a way. I still have some some credentials left. Um, so I had been working in, in schools um, in Boston, and then we lived in California. When I was in California is where I really got into like triathlons, and um, I was raising money for um, team and training for the Leukemia Society after my mom passed away. And yeah, I had done like- hear that. I thank saw that you. you started, you had never ran a marathon, and then when she passed yeah, away- Yeah, it was like, I mean, that was- such a turning, I mean, it's obviously a turning point. I was 23. Um, I was really like, I'd always played soccer and, and done athletic things. And, you know, my mom and dad kind of like really had always struggled with their weight in their like forties. And, um, my mom and I had just like started going, I, we worked together, um, right out when I was at, right out of college and we had started going like these group fitness classes. She's actually the one who kind of got me into it, which is kind of funny when I think about it now. Um, but like, you know, through college, it's like the joke. Like I would be like sitting there eating spinach dip, watching my roommates do like Billy Blanks, Tybo, like, oh God, can we go to the bars now? Um, so the fact they're like, this is just hilarious that you like run these, you know, marathons and now run these fitness studios. Like, how did this happen? Um, that was really the catalyst. I was when we were in San Diego, I really got involved um, and started to kind of go to different studios around there. And there was really just nothing like it in Boston. Um, so it just kind of I've I like I like Rachel, I have I've suffered from anxiety as well, but like also like to take a lot of risks. Um, 
so where there's like, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to go in that tunnel yet. I'm like, hey, let's open another business. Like it's, it's, it's an adrenaline. It's like a different kind of adrenaline in a way. Um, and so it just kind of one day was, you know, thinking we were going to be coming back to Boston. And I, not that I didn't want to, I just really loved California. So I was like, if we're going to go back, like I want to do something completely different and just take a chance. And I was like, I know there's nothing like this out there. Let's just do it. And that like crossed my mind in like April, May. And we were, I was open by like December. So it was like really kind of a quick thing um, where we do all like 45 minute classes. We have like specialized equipment on these like big, big beefy reformers. Um, So it was interesting. I had to like introduce a whole concept because no one really now boutique fitness is kind of a, a catchphrase and people know what it is. But there were really only like yoga studios at the time. Um, so I spent so many years on just like the education of like what it was and why people should come and, and why they should, you know, have a gym membership and this, like, they were like, I already go to the gym. Why would I come here? Um, and now just how different it is in terms of just like social media. And I was laughing with clients the other day, like we, I went back for like our 10 year and I'm like, you know, the funny thing is like. Facebook had just kind of started. Like there weren't even business pages. Like I had, a, you you didn't have a business page. You had like a personal page and you were like friending pe- people. And um, now just like how different that's all run and how important that is for like, that's essentially like a lot of the marketing. Um, so we, we grew to, we have 10 studios now. I started franchising it about two years ago. Um, so I have five of my own in and around the city of Boston we have one in California and we have a few more like outside of Massachusetts. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that would be good. You wanted whenever people are like, oh, I wish you were here. I'm like, funny that you say that. I'm a franchise now, so I don't have to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> so how do you become a franchise? Yeah, so you know, it's it's so funny, like <laughs> The kicker of this all is like in college, I took one business class and I dropped it because I was like a quote, quote unquote to the, to the professor. I was like, I'm just never going to use this shit. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, I really probably should have. Yeah. I remember when they were like, put it, can you put a business plan together? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, sure. Um, someone, can you help me? Um, yeah. I mean, I had five, since I had a lot of locations, a lot of people asked me all the time from the start, are you a franchise? And I just like, didn't get it. I'm like, why are people asking me this? Um, I almost like took it as a slight, like Uh, I didn't quite understand. I really didn't understand it. Um, and then I was like, they're asking me because I have location, other locations and they, you know, people would contact me from like other countries and they would be visiting Boston like, Oh, I'd love to do this. And I was like, well, I have no idea how you do that. You know, I'm like, I only know how I've opened them. And then, so I, I was like associated with someone else for my equipment and it was really pricey to like, even just get the equipment and get a license. And as soon as I knew that I could have my own equipment, I was like, you know what? I, I, I really enjoy opening the businesses. I like the like adrenaline of like the build out process and finding the space and 
all that stuff is like the worst part of it. <laughs> but what I liked the most, as soon as it's open, I'm like, oh, this is easy now. Like that's the simple right. thing. Getting to that point is so arduous and difficult. And so after doing it so many times, I was like, we really have a blueprint to this now. And I was helping a lot of people. I ended up like doing a lot of consulting and, and just assist, just out of, you know, I'm like, whoever helped me along the way, I just kind of wanted to always pay it forward. So whenever anyone came to me, I would always, I still do them. Like, even though I get paid like good money now to do it, like I still try to help other people um, that just kind of need a little extra nudge along the way. Um, so yeah, you, you basically spend like a year, maybe longer working with lawyers, um, because the franchise agreement is like 180 something pages long of like legal jargon. And so they have to teach you, what does this mean? Because you need to teach a potential franchisee. What does it mean? Because it's, it's a ton of protection just because they're like, you wouldn't believe the things we've seen through the years. So while you may think, and I say to people, I'm like, for me, it's simple. And it's business is simple in a lot of ways. And it's like, just don't be a dick. It's, yeah. it's that easy. I'm like, it, basically, if you do the right thing and I do, like, we're never going to even need it to look at this. Right. But if we need it, it's there. And so it's more as like a protection. So for anyone who's even going to sign it, they know that the next person to sign it isn't going to, you know, in turn almost taint their name if they don't do the right thing. Um, so in that way, it's like that actual, that whole document is what takes the most time and like the most money with lawyers. Um, but it's like, I, I guess it would be kind of like a prenup. Like you, you don't really want it, but you need it in case shit hits the fan. Well, it's a good relief. It's like a relief also to have it too. So you don't have to worry about, like you said, shit hits the fan. That's right. That's right. how Hannah and I have for our, we have a contract for like a interviews too. Yeah. Uh, my dad wrote actually. because <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's smart to do. And so then then from there, like that actually takes a bit of time, um, you know, with then with a potential like franchisee, there's a lot of just kind of like teaching them about what it is because it, it might not be for everybody. So really, it's like it's kind of a turnkey kind of a thing. Um, you you go into it because you're, you're you're basically giving I'm essentially like a partner for for people like I treat it very similar. I have a partner for one of my locations and I really, there's really not a huge difference in how we kind of run, besides the fact that, like, if someone's not going to show up to work, if I'm, you know, I'm the franchisor, like, I'm not going to show up and teach for them. I might if I'm around, but right. that expect, it's like that kind of the day-to-day -day stuff you don't have to worry so much about, but you're really there, like, holding their hand and guiding them through the whole process of, like, what do I do first? So you you also give a whole handbook. Um that really goes through like, but I had like just been in the middle of opening two studios when I was writing all of this stuff. Um, so it was really timely because I was like, okay, just boop, boop, boop. Um, and like anything in business, it's like you start to do one thing and then you find out what you have to do next because you didn't have this. You're like, oh, okay, now we need to go get that certification and that license and that permit. So do you have them like all the same equipment at these locations? Do they have to use like the certain logo and colors? And, like, yeah, I try to keep it like I um, 
I like uniqueness mm-hmm. with everyone, with like instructors in the space and where like you don't want to be tied to like, okay, it has to be so specific and be looking like you were in a dark hole. And so then you need to feel that va- basement vibe. We've always kept it like pretty light and airy. Um, I've kept really layouts. Like I know how much space we need because our equipment is big. Like the machines are like 10 feet long and, and they're pretty giant. Um, so layout wise, like I can, people can send me, you know, just dimensions of a room and I'm like, okay, this is how many machines you could fit. And this would be the general layout. Um, then we have like, here's the colors we use, but like some, some franchises are, what I found out is like most of the, um, most of the fitness franchises, you know, some of them had multiple locations first, but some of them got bought out by a franchise company after like just one location. So they might not have even been a part of like how they actually franchise because these big companies come in and they essentially do it for you. Um, And so, you know, you you just kind of, the idea is like you pool everything together and, and you really save time and money on like mistakes that you may have made that, you know, they're like, don't waste your time with this or yeah, you can do that. Um, so I try to keep like as much money in people's pocket to start where I'm like, you could spend a million dollars on your build out or you could spend 75 grand. Like it's right. It just depends. So you try to just guide people, but let them make the decisions, you know, if they really want to go crazy on their lighting or, um, I really kept it to like, here's, I, I know you, you have to have the equipment, but you also like, we all put in the same kind of like led light logo. So you really can't tell, even though the rooms are all really quite different and the spaces are different. Some are on the second floor, some are on a retail level. Um, they really kind of do like, even in pictures, I'm like, wait, which studio is that? And I would get a kick out of it. I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) That's funny too, because you gave the suggestions and let them have the creative, uh, creative reign and all, and yet all of them kind of started to look alike. Yeah. It's really hard. Finding a space is the hardest part and it can take a really long time. So I try to keep as like open mind as possible with that, with them. Um, and that was the part of franchising. Like, I don't know, you know, we were really cl- like the space in um, California. I'm like, I don't know that area. So I depend on the people who are there. And and so far it's all been people who have worked for me or previous clients who really understand the business and understand, you know, me and kind of what, it, what it looks like and feels like. So they really can go to a place. I, you know, I just got like an email today, like, Oh, I just moved to this, this area. And like, it would, it just like, it's just missing a B tone. Like I can really see it there. I'm like, that's, that's like the easy part <laughs> is, yeah, you know, that's now, but... yeah, I'm like, all right. Like if that, yeah, like it, if that's, that's what you feel like, here's, here's the blueprint now. And so are most of your uh, franchise um, uh, with c- previous clients and, or people who worked with you then? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, get the trust factor that's why because I would be so nervous I know and it's it's really tricky because there's there's people who try to come in early on and kind of like almost become like a broker and um, they want to grow it for you like so big so fast and my goal for the first year was to sell five and we did and I my own my own growth pattern has been a really natural one Um, it's just sort of 
that's what feels right. I'm like, I, do, I don't want to have a hundred of these. Like, um, I want, you know, the people who are like really involved and know their area and they might not be the one teaching all the classes, but it ends up yet. Yeah, it does end up being a lot of people who either work for me or then in turn work for other studios, um, or just clients. So I've kind of kept it that way. I'm like, I don't really want to just yet like that. Cause it's really like a, there's not a ton of money in fitness. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, and it's, we don't have it. We we're limited to about like 10, let's say like 10 to 12 people is, is what we have in each class. So it's not like you're slam. I mean, now it's great. It's a great model <laughs> because you can't have a lot of people in a room anyway. Do you have plastic border or like the- We just like, that's why I'm home. Um, We just like, it just, the guidelines recently changed where we have to have them now. So that's what I'm back home doing is um, building those. I've taken Pilates before and I, cause that's what you focus on. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's not Pilates, like Pilates is a, you know, long traditionally you know classically trained kind of thing um like anything you know things evolve and fitness has evolved too and so that's kind of it it is definitely pilates based that's what it looks the most like um it's a really different delivery your own type of yeah so it's it's more of um it's definitely more strength training focused Mm -hmm. it's just a different focus it's it's funny, you know, you hate to kind of like box yourself into any one thing because it's a little tricky um, because it looks like one thing. It feels like another. But yeah, it it's definitely like a Pilates based workout. But the people who take traditional Pilates are like, this is nothing like Pilates. I'm like, I know I know it. But like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to get on a reformer to even know what that's like or how ours is different. Yeah. <laughs> now there, now there are that? like how do you find that equipment and everything that like seems yeah I lucked out because um I was using equipment that like I had been on in California and it like I said it was real it was like it was a licensing kind of a situation so I had to pay you know I was basically paying like more money than people even pay to open the franchise just to like be able to buy the equipment. And, you know, it was hard cause like you're far away and things break. And so through the years I had to know like really the ins and outs of everything about how the equipment worked. And as soon as I knew, okay, I'm not going to be working with this manufacturer anymore. I, I had like just randomly taken a class in California and found my manufacturer, which he wasn't even manufacturing at the time. He had just made them for his wife and she had a studio. And I was like, whoa, I I mean, I was geeking out. I was like underneath it. I'm like, this is a really great piece of equipment. Like I need to, I need to know a little more about this. And it was, you know, I was talking to the girl that's teaching. She's like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't really know too much about it. As soon as kind of I knew like this is where I was going, I got the their information and I called them. It was just like, I'm flying out. I need you to make these for me. Actually, today, what my time hop today came up and it was I was out in California um meeting with him for the first time like four years ago today. 
and I would like basically drew out the information, um, like drew the equipment I wanted. And he went and kind of already had the prototypes already for what he had done for his wife. So we just had like, here's the little changes I wanted to do. And that's just kind of how it started. And now, and I was like, listen, like, I don't need to like own, I don't need to be the make, I don't want to be making equipment. I want to be opening the studios and helping people open the studios. So, you know, if, if there can be like 5 million different bar studios that all use the same equipment, which is a a wooden bar, like (laughs) I just need you to, I need like dependable equipment that I know is going to last me a long time and like be like tailored and custom made to exactly what like I know my clients have needed now in the past, you know, at the time it was like seven years. Um, so that's kind of how. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. We, we call ours Tony. Um, cause all, <laughs> of, our, like all of our classes are called tone. Um, so I was like, he needs a, he needs a name and sometimes it's just fun to swear at like Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Tony. Fucking <laughs> <Effing> Tony. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I was going to say to circle back around. So has COVID been um, hard on the company? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I say. <laughs> we are, we're currently still shut down in Boston. We got re-shut down. Um, so we just found out today it got extended another three weeks. Yeah, it's been really tough. Um, when it all happened in March, like I had just redone one of my locations too. So we had just like finished this whole rehab and spent a ton of money on that. And I got sick. Like I likely had COVID for like a street. Right. right when this all happened, like I couldn't even barely open my eyes. I had this horrible headache. I couldn't even function. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to now figure out how to run a business in a pandemic and then help all these new franchises. There are five new franchises that had just opened and and it's like, wait, what? So because we're equipment based, it was really tough to like switch to on, you know, an on-demand kind of live platform. We did, thank God. I mean, the staff just kind of like, I, I could barely literally could barely open my eyes. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what we should, like, we have to figure this out. But, um, within like, I don't know, five days we started doing like online stuff. It was never really successful. Um, you know, in terms of like helping like enough money to come in to like float it. So we had to lay everybody off and it was hard. I mean, I I was like, then, you know, you're, you're like technically unemployed and you have no business open, but it was like the most stressful long days. Um, so we were able, like we, we did it and you know, it was basically like, we're all surviving on like free money, um, which is went very quickly. So it's been, it's definitely, we're lucky in a lot of ways where, I was always a little jealous of like yoga studios, and bar studios and spin studios that could fit like 40 people in a room. Um, so I'm like, man, like that's just they they'd be able to grow so much faster and make so much more money. And now I'm like, thank God. I mean, I feel for them tremendously because I'm nothing's really changed capacity wise for me, even though we're at 25 percent capacity. 
that means like in the terms of your whole space. So if you have a 1500 square foot space, you, your capacity might be 50 people. Um, so like most of our spaces are around 1800 to like 2000 square feet. So the fact that we have 10 people or 12 people, we're fine. But for studios to go from 50 to like eight, right? that's a real big difference. And just the, like our nature of our workouts, it isn't, it is, it's really difficult and, um, like impactful to the body, but it isn't high impact. You're not like super heavy breathing. So people felt pretty comfortable coming back to us right away. And That's even, with, yeah, I mean, it was, but like, we're basically, everyone's really been working at like a 50% capacity where like about 50% of the people came back and everyone else is just pretty nervous and are like, yeah, I'm not coming back until there's a vaccine. Um, so it's kind of just like trying to stay alive long enough to get to that point. Cause I'm people are like, why are you even open? You're losing more money being open than if you were closed. I'm like, because I mean, people need to be healthy. Like we need people to be healthy, right? We're literally in the middle of a pandemic. We can't just sit in our houses. Like that's not working. So we're, I mean, we have like everything you could possibly imagine we're doing and have like the spray guns and, um, yeah. We've had zero, like zero spread happening at any of the locations, really any fitness places I know right. have had no issues. So there's definitely people who come in who then tell you, oh, I, I, it turns out I was sick, you know, my root, whatever it is. And we've been like really on it with like COVID questionnaires and like encouraging people to let us know. Cause I'm like, I want to know if. Right. And it's better to that tracking too and having right because it would be unfair to you guys too to not even know that you could even oh because well we know exactly who's in the room at every second of every day um so it is definitely you know it's hard because you're under the same rules as like really large gyms and but it's just kind of like you just have to do yeah like you know no one loves the barriers and people feel really safe and I, I I know I'm like you know I don't know anyone that this hasn't impacted in some negative way. There, like no one's come out of this unscathed, maybe except for like the people who own Zoom. They have really come out because they were like 300K business yeah. and now they're multi-million. Them and Peloton. I'm like, if I hear one more person well, buy a Peloton, see, I'm going to like bang Peloton my head against the wall. Peloton has an app now. I keep getting What's ads for the Peloton app and they like help you run. They like help you run and they help you like do oh. everything. And I'm like, it's the, it's, it's the, um, stationary bike that it's been around for a while and like everybody's left. I'm like, please, please, before you do that, like contact your local spin studio that you were already going to and ask to rent one of their bikes and use their, cause what's sad is like, there are so many businesses shutting down and that, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really tough. And you look at these little town centers and like, that's usually where we are. We always are in like the, the center of a town and you look around and I'm like, it is going to be just banks and like, like realty hometown. Every and, I come from a very tiny hometown that has suffered for years. And I feel like, you know, Amazon and everything has just made things shut down. Yeah. So you said the online didn't work though for your classes really, because I mean, you have that equipment. Yeah. So. We- we did it really for like, just to keep the people involved who like wanted to, st- I mean, even for me, like it was amazing to still see people each day. 
Um, but we knew like, okay, as soon as we're able to open, like we're opening, like and that was kind of good. Like some studios could go outside and they were outside all summer, which was great. But then it's really tough to get people in when during the winter. When starts, um, like being in Boston. It doesn't start yeah. I mean, there are still some people doing outdoor, but it, it, it's, it's, cold. it's cold. It's like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. I think like through October you're okay, but. Um, come November, it starts getting uncomfortable. This, you know, if you dress right, you're okay. But like, again, we couldn't roll our 300 pound equipment outside. I'm like, that, that was like the city's answer to everything. Just go outside. I'm like, I can't, I can't go outside. Like you just need me trying to move. I was trying to move one today, like two inches. And I gave myself a hernia. I'm like, we can't just push them. Like, you know what they did in um, Rome with the the horse. Yeah. So we're just kind of like now, you know, staying as positive as we can, mm-hmm. praying for like a second round of PPP to get us through. I think like there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel, um, especially like we have so many people who work in the healthcare industry. Like we have a lot of clients already getting vaccinated. Um, and it's just like it's definitely been harder in the city where people aren't working anymore. So they're just not there. But for our suburban studios, that's worked out really well. Um, and like our two of our studios in the city are like embedded in neighborhoods. So that's been a little bit easier coming back to. Um, so we're just kind of like trying to work with landlords as much as possible. That's been the most difficult piece. I heard that's just horrible right now too with just residents and everything. It's tough. I mean, everybody's in a tough spot. I'm like, we, you know, basically like everybody just has to come to the resolve that like, you're just not going to make money right now. Like we just all have to get by, we have to get through it. So I've always had, that's like one of the biggest pieces with franchising is finding the space. And now an even bigger part of that is like, you want a landlord that you're going to meet face to face with that you're going to be able to know like that human to human connection because when shit hits the fan, you need them. Yeah. Like they need you down the road too. But like we, that is the only thing keeping us alive is like having a good relationship with landlords that are able to work with us, whether it's paying half the rent or pushing it to this time, like whatever can be done. And everyone's different. I'm like, this is their livelihood too. And their jobs, like they can't just be expected to not make money. Right. It's scary Um, on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been the tricky part because there's really never been any resolve with like, what do we do about taxes? Like you have to pay your property taxes and all that. That's really like the overhead they hold. T-E-L-L-I-N-G-P-E-O-P-L-E. Telling people. Did I win? No, you just told people how they can get 15% off our merch. They'll just need to go to our new website and hit merch and order our wonderful t-shirts with our faces on them. Order now. More information in our episode notes. Now back to our episode. Jody, what would you like to tell people? I would like to tell people to just go for it. If you are thinking about something you want to do, a different type of job, a move, um, there's just no, if any, if we've learned anything this year, it's like, there's no good time or bad time. 
Um, you just have to do it. I think this year has taught a lot of people to just kind of, you know, take it back to basics, what's important. And, and in business for me, I mean, I remember my first conversation, I went to talk with um, a studio owner just to hear like, what, what do I need to do? And you're just like, well, you just kind of need to have, you just got to have a big set of balls. (laughs) I was like, well, all right, I have that. I mean, I guess that works. I mean, there's a whole lot more that goes into it. Um, but really that, that drive, um, you should feel uncomfortable. You should feel anxious. You, all that is, is like adrenaline. And that happens when something is exciting and and challenging and it should be. Um, so any big change in life, it should scare the shit out of you. Um, just surround yourself with the people that are super positive, you know, surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you too and question you. Um, but just don't let other people's opinions, um, come into play. I think that like, that kills a lot of great ideas and a lot of potential opportunities. I mean, if I had listened to my dad, there's no way I would have ever opened. If I like, like, it's just so many people are going to be naysayers and, um, you need to hear some of that. But for the most part, if there's something like deep inside you telling you, Hey, I want to try this. No one, no one can, can answer that besides you. No, I think that's really great advice. And it takes me back. My dad, he owns his own business and the bank laughed at him. Oh, yeah. 30 years ago when he asked for a loan, he wanted to do storage buildings. And they were like, why would anybody rent a storage unit? They have garages. No one's going to rent a storage unit. And now he has 300 units and apartment buildings. And he, he had to fund it himself. He like sold a bunch of stuff until he got the money and just did it. And I I had so many doors slammed in my face and some of those same people have then made the calls and they don't realize it's me. And I feel like the Julia Roberts, like me, remember me when you told me like, this is a stupid idea and no one's going to do this. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm not going to rent you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge mistake. Go beep yourself. You lost out. You lost out. That's probably the absolute best feeling, though, to know that you have been successful without them, too. Yeah, I mean, that's I hope someday that that's what I can take, you know, my earnings and money is like help to fund some other people in their their crazy ideas. Right. Um, Yeah, you want to like you definitely want people surrounding you that are going to like bring you solutions and see help see you through instead of like, yeah, like no, you can't do this. Like, don't tell me I can't do this. And that's why I think I like also that uh, even though you have a franchise, but you also, I know because of equipment more, you don't have as much capacity, but it's kind of nice to have that smaller group too, because it makes it more personal. And then you get, like you said, those personal positive people around you too, that like work for you or are like, you know, training yeah, with you. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of people Right, um, And it doesn't take a lot of people, like it's, you just need like quality people. And what we're seeing now, like, you know, I can't say post COVID because COVID's going to be here a while, but the, the people that are coming in, cause there's still people like, I'm still surprised when a new person comes in, I'm like, Oh, well, like what brings you in now of all times? Right. There's just like such a, 
a higher quality to that because they really see the benefit in it in mm-hmm. having a smaller group, but also in having daily interaction. Like we need to see people during the day. We need to be like thanking our bodies <laughs> for being healthy. And like, it's, it's so important for people to, to continue, um, you know, whatever kind of endorphins that they get out of working out, like they need to still find that, um, in their day to day to kind of like get through this. So if someone in the DC area is listening or any area and they want to open up a B-Tone, where do they go or how do they contact you? Sure. So btonefitness.com is B-T-O-N-E. Um, we have like a whole section on there and you can like find out all about the different locations, but they can also just fill out a contact form kind of about like where they are. Um, yeah, I just got one today. They just kind of like share like, do you have any experience with this? How'd you hear about us? Like, where are you located? And I just try to like pick up the phone as quickly as possible just to kind of like shoot the breeze with people and, and feel them out and just give them inf- most of the time. It's like just information that they need um, on how to take it further. And if it's going to go any further, mm-hmm. it's basically like a dating process. Right. <laughs> To see yeah. if they're, they're in for it for the long haul. Kind of it thing. is a relationship. Like yeah. I'm on the phone with these people all the time. Um, so, you know, I'm like, we have to like each other above anything. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. This has yeah, been really interesting. Been I really didn't know about franchises before yeah. now. Yeah. And you got your yeah. crash course. I, I just saved you guys like a couple hundred thousand. Oh, <laughs> and the audience. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. Rachel, what did you think about this episode? I thought it was really informative and awesome that she was telling us to also get up and move. And she opened her own business and just decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. And it's going to take a lot, especially with COVID right now in general. And I don't know. It was just a really good episode. Plus, it was with one of my family members. So I really liked it. So I'm biased. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed the part where she found like reformers. I think it was California. And she like kind of was like, this is what I need. It's not technically Pilates. Like she's kind of created her own workout, you know, kind of based in Pilates. So some people are, you know, familiar with reformers, but not necessarily Pilates. It's, you know, B-Tone fitness. And I, you know, I think that's really cool. Um, and just having like uh, being an entrepreneur is really fascinating to me because I feel like, you know, my dad's in a lot of entrepreneurship things. And, you know, like whenever I meet people like that, I really I do know how hard it is, you know, growing up in a household where, you know, your father's starting a business from scratch and um, growing, you know, my dad, I- I've watched my dad grow his business and change his business. So I do know like how people can put in their blood, sweat and tears into that. And I hope even though COVID's happened, you know, Jody's able to still, you know, take it and change, you know, and keep running with it. Cause I think we'll definitely need fitness centers after everybody, you know, they've gained their COVID, you know, hundred. I was going to say 15, but if it keeps on going, it's going to be more than that. And yeah, I honestly, yeah, I think it's just great. Like you said, it's, um, 
entrepreneurship is no easy road, as you know, you were experienced it firsthand with your father. And I think it's just admirable that, you know, people are right now, even checking right now too. It's a really hard time for everyone, especially, um, I will say at fitness centers too, like she was talking about earlier, uh, you should, you know, try to rent out local equipment. You should try to support them and go online instead of buying certain machines because these people are professionally trained and this is a small local business and you should support them. I really believe in that for your mental health and physical. Peloton who, you know, can afford Beyonce as their spokesperson. Yeah. Or the Jodies out there or, you know, like your, you know, Stacy Yoga places. I don't know. I'm making up names. But exactly. In the end, you're going to want to go back in there and be with friends and do that because that's going to probably be sitting in your corner. (laughs) I feel like. Someone's not going to know your name, but Jody will know your name when you walk into. Oh, Jody's going to know because it's. Yeah. It's Jody. I, like I, I miss going to the studio and working out. Like, I feel like I would, you know, like last year I just started, you know, really going to a studio right before this happened. I was doing like bar and yoga yeah. and I really felt like a connection with the teachers because I would go every day and they were, you know, getting to know me. And I, I feel like it's a whole, it was just more, a more upbeat place to be around kind of friends at the end. And I was like meeting people and, and we've had people on this podcast from my uh, bar class. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, that's like why I liked it too. I liked um, when I used to go to the gym a lot, I would actually do a class on top of that. Like I would work out by myself and then I would do some type of either kickboxing or even Zumba class because I did feel that connection also with the people and the teachers. So I feel like in the end, I don't know. I think it's also about human connection too. Yeah, yeah and working out harder because when you're by yourself, there's yeah. no one yelling at you. Oh, it's but so if true. You're, you're like, oh, I got to make sure that I do this yeah. because you know Rachel's right beside me and she's going to judge me. If I totally not you. I do this wrong. Yeah, we used to do yoga together. I know. I honestly, you know, when this stops, maybe I could we could sign up for something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you guys have a great week. This is recorded on Monday. So I feel like we're going to be extra happy on Thursday. I hope nothing bad happens on Wednesday because of inauguration. So yeah, we are just going to put good vibes out there and that everyone's happy when they're listening to this podcast. What I'd like to tell people is an independent podcast recorded and edited by us, Rachel and Hannah. Our theme song is written and recorded by Sean Price. Please like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can receive the latest episode. Also, rate and review our episodes so we can receive more listeners. Go to our website www.whatidliketotellpeople.com. Find the link and more information in the episode notes. Until next week. And this was What I'd Like to 